guy in the NBA should ever, should ever, have, should ever wear a 23. I've been working on that shot my whole life, and uh, you know, for that one to go in, you know, that was that was liberating right there, man. And I'm not, I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do, I honestly do. But we talking about 23 Shots of JD podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the 23 Shots of JD podcast. Um, I was gonna say how you going, but it's a bit of a one-way relationship, isn't it? Um, I thought I'd start off the podcast maybe a bit differently. I obviously I've been sort of alluding to a lot of um, announcements in previous episodes, talking about how uh, there may be some things changing, and um, thought I'd just address them now. Um, there's a, there's a few um, interesting things that are going to change, but holistically, uh, I'm just sure that you still be getting some great podcasts and all that stuff. So it's not like I'm completely disappearing or, any, or anything like that. It would just be um, just some, some cool changes, some interesting changes, but probably some stressful changes on my on, on myself as well. But uh, so essentially, next week I'm going to be traveling to Asia. I'll be traveling around all of Asia for about six weeks. I'm pretty sure around six weeks. So um, obviously questions probably arose when you know i made the trip and stuff like that going you know how, how am i going to record a podcast how am i going to do all this stuff things like that and i really do want to document a lot of stuff in asia um you know through the podcast and stuff like that like my experiences uh maybe people i'll run into who have interesting stories because you know going to a lot of hostels and stuff so i think it obviously um provides a pretty interesting opportunity for myself to really explore Asia and try and sort of uh, sort of you know uh, bring that type of knowledge um, onto the podcast and stuff like that so I definitely have intentions of trying to do some podcasts in Asia um, and that's specifically talking about you know Asia as a whole maybe my experience at the airports or how maybe I'm doing a hike and maybe just want to talk about that or maybe just some interesting stuff or stories that happen in Asia um like i said it'll be six weeks so um i don't know if i'll do one every city or one every country or maybe i'll do multiple country i really don't know it really depends how sort of um everything materializes over there but overall i thought it would just be interesting to add that as well um and i guess obviously you know again questions are probably going to arise in regards to how i'm going to keep doing sort of the nba podcast and i hopefully will try and continue that as well coinciding with the asian podcast obviously i don't know what type of access they have to um not only the internet but just you know nba games and stuff like that i guess you know if a stable internet uh, connection i could try and keep myself updated and stuff but you know i'm not going to try and make it sound like i know everything when i'm in asia because obviously i'm probably going to miss some stuff and um, things that i probably miss if um you know i wasn't here sort of just looking and trying to study and trying to make some notes and stuff for the podcast but um like i said I'm, i will try and make the nba podcast um, I should add with both podcasts, the Asia Trip podcast and the NBA podcast, I'm not entirely sure yet how often I'll be able to post or if I'll even be able to post again, you know, questions. I'm going to some pretty um, random places as well in Asia. So I don't know, again, how logisti- logistically it's going to work, but I'm going to try my best to try and keep posting or at least keep you updated on my Twitter at 23 Shots of JD and stuff like that. But um. Because, you know, there's two coinciding podcasts, um, I'm looking to maybe do two, upload two podcasts a week. Obviously, the NBA podcast is going to stay relatively consistent throughout uh, week by week. 
Hopefully, like, like I said, can do that throughout the Asia trip. Keep going week by week, trying to keep you guys updated and stuff like that. But obviously, with the addition of the Asia podcast that I'm hoping and aiming to do, um, you know, we'll see sort of how that materializes. But it, what I'm looking at right now is that I'm hoping, hoping uh, to po- uh, post the Asia trip podcast. Don't know how many there's going to be, obviously, but hopefully post the Asia trip podcast sort of diary, I guess you could also say diary. Um, journey, expedition, whatever you want to call it, I guess. Um, you know, sound like Christopher Columbus or some shit. Um, but you know, obviously, I'll, I'll try and post that every Tuesday. Not, I, I, I'm not going to guarantee this coming Tuesday. Uh, so, and all this times in Australian Eastern Standard Time. So, if you're an American listener, just think when I say Tuesday, it's Monday. So basically, whatever day I say, it'll just basically be the previous day for you guys. Or I think it's probably similar to the UK to some extent as well. So, um, yeah. So about to confuse, it's just probably easier for me just to say Australian Eastern Standard Time. But um, yeah, so I'm aiming to post the Asia Trip podcast every Tuesday. But like I said, I'm not guaranteeing that I'll be able to post it this coming Tuesday. But definitely the Tuesday after next. Hopefully there'll be a podcast. If not, there could be a. Tuesday podcast, Tuesday Asia Diary podcast coming up as well. Also, I don't have a good name for the Asia Trip podcast. I've been trying to brainstorm some names. I don't know, like Asian Adventures or, you know, I want to try and come, to, come up with something witty so, you know, at least it's a bit differentiates himself from all the other podcasts and stuff like that. So if you guys have any interesting names for what I should call it, um, definitely hit me up on Twitter, again, at 23 shots of JD, um, if you feel like maybe an you know, interesting name or whatever. But, um, yeah, sort of continuing, like I said, Asia Trip Podcast every Tuesday. And then with the NBA podcast, how I usually do it like today on a Wednesday for Australians or I guess a Tuesday for Americans, I'm actually going to be shifting that completely to um, Australian Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday. And that'll be a Friday for the American listeners and I think UK listeners as well. Why am I doing that? I feel like I feel like it's giving more a more holistic overview of the week. I feel like, you know, from, from basically the Saturday to the, well, yeah, basically from Saturday to Friday, I'm getting the whole holistic view of the NBA. Um, I think it's a bit easier. I felt, I felt like in the first two weeks, especially doing it on the Wednesday, you sometimes miss a lot of stuff. Like, you know, last podcast I was discussing about Detroit, Detroit Pistons and then the next game. You know, Blake Griffin drops 51 points. Oh, sorry, not the next game. The next, the next couple of hours, sorry. Blake Griffin drops 50 points. So it's like, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe the timing would be a bit better on a Saturday for myself, which would, again, you know, just think a day, be- day before for that. But, um, yeah, I think the important thing is that there will be two podcasts coming up. I, 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 I know I'm sort of repeating myself. I'm like sounding like a broken record, but um, I don't know how many Asian diary podcast there will be i'm hoping for uh, i'm hoping for over 10 if not more that would be pretty cool and i feel like if i do get a lot of people that i'm traveling with maybe i bump into and stuff like that that want to jump on the podcast potentially that could be a whole different series in itself but obviously i, I have to wait to see what type of um type of you know things i get the type of content i get out of it you know who knows but Definitely, the Asian trip is going to be really interesting. Uh, you guys definitely should be geared about that because it, it, it'll be pretty, 
pretty, you know, again, interesting. I don't know how many people have really done this type of thing, going to going on a trip and actually sort of live. Like, I'm not going to be, like, live podcasting. I might be going on a high be podcasting. I might be shopping at these counterfeit stores and podcasting. And you might hear me try and hustle these, um, you know, these counterfeit stores. And maybe they'll be going to be hustling me. You know, it'll be, it, it, I'm actually really, really excited about this. And then on top of that, you know, meeting just some great and some new people. Maybe they have interesting stories of themselves as well. Like, I know there's a lot of hostels around where I'm going to be staying that sort of incubators, some tech incubators. So maybe I'll jump jump by there and talk to some people or whatnot. But, um, you know, again, I'll see how it goes. But obviously, if you're just here sort of for the NBA talk and stuff like that, definitely going to keep on continuing uh, Saturday. There'll hopefully be one Saturday because hopefully I'll be able to situate myself somewhere in Asia Hopefully with a stable internet connection, I can, you know, record something and stuff like that. But um, as well, I'm not sure how good the quality of the podcast is going to be because I am switching up my setup. Um, obviously, just to be a bit more mobile and sort of easier to travel with and stuff like that. So I don't know how damaging that's going to be to the audio quality. But from what I've seen, I don't think it's going to do anything at all. If anything, it might... Oh, excuse me. Jeez, I just had some Pepsi gives you the hiccups but um obviously i just um yeah like i said I, i'm changing up the setup so what i've tested doesn't seem to really change that much even it's to me actually it sounds a bit more clearer sometimes so um yeah you know i guess uh complete uh oh, interesting jeez jesus okay see jesus um yeah so interesting again just sort of reiterating what I've said, uh, you guys are probably annoyed. You're like, fuck, this dude's nine minutes into a podcast and he's been talking about announcements. But like I said, Asia trip, hopefully post those on Tuesday. NBA podcast will be coming on your Saturdays. And again, frequency unknown right now, but I try and keep you guys updated. Is that cool? Is that cool? If you guys have any other questions or want me to address it even more, uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter at 23ShotsJD and I can probably, you know, answer your questions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I sort of, I sort of get go straight into it. Um, talking about Asia, <laughs> Jesus, the shittest segue. Talking about Asia, China Clay, Clay Thompson. You know, I have a great, um, great affinity for China Clay. The man's repping Anta. He's repping the Asian boys. You know how it is, and um, he's killing the game. He's killing the game. The guy was like. 39% from the field prior to his last game. He hit only five threes. He Think about it. He only hit five threes. Lonzo Ball has hit more threes than him. That's how bad Clay Thompson was going. And you know Clay Thompson shoots at a high clip. And I think, you know, I'll sort of get to, you know, what happened to him. But obviously there's a lot of, there was a lot of questions surrounding him saying like, oh, you know, is he going to leave? Is he going to go to the Lakers? What's going to happen with him? Um... And I don't, I don't know if that type of drama or that type of attention around him, because he's not, a, he's not a guy that likes the attention, you know. He's not, he's not really that guy to really, you know, shine that type of light on himself, you know. Like, the man, like, the man was, the man was piping Abigail Ratchford, and he was like, you know what, I just want to hold some shit. This is who my man Clay Thompson is. This is who my man's is. So, respect to my man's Clay Thompson. But, yeah, before that, I don't know if all that drama circling around him, potentially leaving the Golden State Warriors to the Lakers was... Maybe playing in his head. I really doubt it. I think he was just really just in a uh, shooting slump. But um, nonetheless, he comes into the game against the Chicago Bulls and just slaps them. 
just one-handed backhand slaps him, takes off his gloves and slaps them and challenges them to a duel. And they lose, they win the duel, sorry. The Golden State Warriors win the duel. No, no, actually, not the Golden State Warriors win the duel. Clay Thompson wins the duel. He wins everything. He won everything. Drops 51 points. Drops a record 14 threes. Drops a record 24 three attempts. Oh, they, 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 24 shot three-point attempts. That's a better way to phrase it, actually. But the guy just came in and just became an animal. Became an animal. And this is two days, uh, well, not two days, two games after Steph Curry was about to break the record. I think he had 11 threes or something, maybe 12 threes. I'm not entirely sure against the Washington Wizards where he was absolutely disrespectful. So for Clay Thompson to come in there, drop 14 threes, break the record, let it be known that now he holds the record, he beats Steph Curry, his own teammate who holds the previous record, it's just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. It's good to see Clay bounce back because, again, you know, he's sort of been maligned as this guy that could be leaving and then all these, um, all these sort of circumstances surrounding him as well, so... You know, it's good to see Clay Clay play well. Clay play really, really well, and I think that three point shooting is something that the Lakers would really like. I think the Lakers would really like that three point shooting. They are struggling. Uh, actually, you know, last couple games they haven't really been struggling, but they don't have that bona fide guy that just you kick out and he's gonna pop. You see a lot of he- hesitation with them. You know, they kick out to Rondo. Rondo doesn't want to shoot the three. They kick out to Lonzo. He's hesitant to shoot the three, and then when he shoots it, it sort of clangs off because he didn't just you know get into rhythm. Josh Hart, you know, he, he's a pretty decent three-point shooter. B.I., Brendan Ingram's been pretty good. Kyle Kuzma is, is okay as well. But you want that guy that you kick it out and you know he's going to shoot. You know he's going to shoot. Again, Brendan Ingram sometimes is a bit hesitant to shoot because he knows he can drive into the lane, use his go-go gadget arms that he punched Chris Paul with to just lay it up in the rim. And then you have Kuzma. Kuzma never shy to shoot. He, he's definitely not shy. Um, and Josh Hart... He's not, I wouldn't say he's shy, but he's very particular about his shots, I think. He's very particular, so, um, you know, I think Clay Thompson would be really, really valuable for them. But, you know, I don't think Golden State Warriors are going to really, really want to let Clay go. Um, but, you know, they got to figure out how to give him money somehow. they got to figure out how to give him some money somehow. So, um, you know, I guess I guess sort of talking to the Lakers, I think we can transition fully into the Lakers. And it seems like this podcast, especially the NBA podcast, is just going to, continually had the Lakers mentioned, but it, it'll be hard not to mention the Lakers at all throughout the season because of how sort of dominating they are, obviously with LeBron James going there, the franchise itself, you know, Magic Johnson, Rob Polinka, you know, Kobe Bryant was at the game, the Denver Nuggets game, you know, just so many interlinking storylines that relate to the Lakers, hence why they always need to be, you know, sort of mentioned. But, um, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers, um... Was, did I, I'm not entirely sure if they beat the Devon Nuggets when I recorded it. But I, I'll talk about the Devon Nuggets anyway quickly. Obviously, they beat the Devon Nuggets. Lonzo Ball, Filthy Step Back 3. Lance make him dance. You know how it is. And then, yeah, then after that, they start losing again. They start losing again. And, oh, you know, they have had a pretty tough schedule. They've only played one non-playoff team. You know, they played... They played a lot of Western Conference playoff teams, so they haven't been able to get sort of um, a lot of freebies, you can say, like they got with the Phoenix Suns, you know, and that's sort of how you can boost and sort of get that confidence. So you know, it's a bit hard for them again, a new team going against these, you know, really really hard playoff teams to try and you know deliver, I guess. But um, you know, obviously they lost to the uh, San Antonio Spurs and they lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and 
I think that's sort of a rose question again. You know, when Lonzo had that great game against the Denver Nuggets, will Rondo sort of get back in the starting lineup or not? And it seems, I, th- I think Rondo, as we sort of seen through the last two games, doesn't care if he's starting or he's on the bench because he's putting up some decent numbers. He's always going to get his assists. He's always getting his little cheeky layups. And, you know, he's pretty good for one or two threes a game as well. So he's, he's not doing completely bad off the bench. But I think, you know, I think Lonzo, oh, God, Lonzo, uh, Lonzo has sort of um, not taken a back seat, but it's sort of, he hasn't been playing as well as you hope or sort of bounced back as you hope from, you know, his Denver Nuggets game. Like, he's had some pretty poor games against both the San Antonio Spurs and Minnesota Timberwolves. And he's sort of, again, we've seen this sort of passive Lonzo that we've seen before. And obviously, you know, when you have LeBron James, he's a very dominant figure. Um, you see Kyle Kuzma, he loves to score. Brandon Ingram, he loves to score. Um, and then you just see, you know, even Josh Hart, you know, he he's sort of not hesitant, but like he sort of, um, you know, doesn't he's not really in score, uh, score first mindset, and neither is Lonzo, and I feel like it's hard to really judge Lonzo because defensively he's he's good, probably even more than good, maybe really good, but it's just offensively you sort of want more for him, but then you forget that he's not really an offensive guy, like that's not his game. He's a he's about assist, and not even like Rondo assist where he's like dictating the play. It's more Lonzo seeing an opportunity and taking seize of it as soon as possible, you know. So he's sort of just someone that just flows in the run of the game. And I guess for him, trying to manufacture force onto himself some offense, it's probably not the most effective way to go. And I guess, you know, it's still early days. They're, they're what, two and five or whatever it is. So, you know, there's still time to, you know, get better and stuff like that. But I think... You know, it'll be concerning if throughout the games, maybe after 15 games or something like that, there's still just sort of this, um, you know, this sort of struggle happening from Lonzo. But, um, you know, the team, again, like, the thing is, like, we can't even, like, hate on the Lakers still because the Lakers just have competitive... All their games are super competitive, It's except for the um, Phoenix Suns. They just lost to the... Not just, like, obviously, if you look at the box score, it's going to say they beat them by, like, nine points. But it was a really close game with the Portland Trailblazers. Like, really close game with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, it was a really close game with the Denver Nuggets, and they were able to get on top of that. Really close game against the... Um, against the uh, San Antonio Spurs again. And then a really close game against the Minnesota Timberwolves where just Jimmy Butler's greatness just just slapped them in the face. So, you know, it's unfortunate. Like, the Lakers, you know, they're, they're playing hard. They're keeping themselves competitive. And obviously, their lack of defense, which, you know, I, I no one's really talking about this. The Cavs were the worst defense. Now the Lakers are the worst defense. Common denominator... Is LeBron James? Does he not play defense? I've seen him just not close out. This guy doesn't like to close out. He just stands hoping for the rebound. Like, man, just close out. Do something, bro. Like, do something on defense. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, but he's, he's dropping 30 points, 10 rebounds. 10. No, I don't care. I don't care. Defend. Everyone else on the team's trying to defend. And you're not even closing out on, on the shooters. That's why they get... That's why every team just... Just destroying threes on the Lakers because the man doesn't close out, and obviously, you know, even if he tries to close out and they still make it, at least you try to put that pressure on them to, you know, force them off the three point line. Come on, LeBron, we need you. I don't, I'm saying we, like saying I'm a Lakers fan. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a Lonzo fan, that's why I'm, I'll say I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Lonzo fan, but we need you, LeBron. We need you to drive him off, 
drop him off the three point line. Just please, just please. So um, again, you know, we'll see, again, net next. Jeez, that should be be a bit of a while. So the next podcast, what like ten days maybe? So we'll see in ten days how how many games is that? Three, four games potentially. I don't know what the Lakers schedule is like, but three potentially three to four games. We'll see where they are. Maybe they're back on an even record. Maybe they got even worse. Maybe they got even worse. But um, I guess sort of transition from the Lakers and talking about a team that's actually beat the Lakers twice, quite closely. I'll, I'll, I'll add, it's the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and the San Antonio Spurs have had a lot of close games, but they've been able to you know get ahead in those close games. As I mentioned, you know the two Lakers games and just more recently, uh, the Dallas Mavericks game. So San Antonio, um. Obviously, if you heard my uh, preseason breakdown of them, you know, they were a team that, you know, they were a team that's like, you expect what you expect from them, you know. They're, they're just a solid team under the system with Greg Popovich. They have pretty much the same players except for the one glaring difference that is DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard. Um, and pretty much it's the same team. It pretty much is the same team. I think the biggest question in whether they're going to be a playoff team and be a perennial uh, contender within the West, especially this year, is sort of how DeMar DeRozan was going to develop. And if we ever had questions about DeMar DeRozan, we don't have questions now because this guy is legit. This guy is an animal. Because not only can he shoot well, sorry, not, shoot, not only can he score well, he can pass well, and he closes ridiculously well. This guy is a closer. And he even said that in an interview as well. He said, I'm here to be the closer. Greg Popovich told me I am the closer. And... What well, you know, as we've seen in the two Lakers games, the Dallas Mavericks games, just a lot of games with him. He just takes takes charge and he takes advantage, and he knows that this is his team. It is his team, and I think you know it. It's weird because you probably look at his stats and you're like, you know what? It's barely better than the Toronto Raptors, but it's just like it feels like there's this renewed sense within um, Denmar DeRozan that's just like. This guy's just a stud again. Like, he just feels like a different player. I don't know if just, that's just coming from me and maybe it's just type of placebo, mirage effect, I guess, that I'm feeling that maybe because he's on the San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs, it's like, oh, this guy's a different player or whatever. But, you know, DeMar DeRozan's playing well. He's playing really, really well. And, you know, people questioning if he was even going to be um, able to be an all-star in the West. This guy's guaranteed to be an all-star in the West. And if, he, if he's not even, like, in the... In, in the um, Starting team, I'd be surprised, man. This guy, this guy, the stud. This guy's an absolute stud. Um, again, uh, sort of more talk about the San Antonio Spurs. It looks like the, the way that it seems like they, um, you know, uh, go sorry, I'm, I'm sort of losing track. Um, it seems that sort of the past couple of years, especially when Lamarcus Aldridge came to the team, that there was sort of that conflict where. Lamarcus thought it was his team. He thought he was the man, and then obviously Kawhi just had that superstar rise, and then he was the man. And Lamarcus Aldridge still thought it was the man. So it was like these two battling guys that were the man, and one was effective playing with the other, and one wasn't. And I don't know if that's Kawhi or whatever, but it seems like now that hasn't affected Lamarcus Aldridge Aldridge as much. And I don't know if that's him sort of understanding that he's not the main player anymore or if it's just him maybe maturing or maybe it's just a better fit with DeMar DeRozan but it seems that LaMarcus Aldridge is playing a lot better now um he's being a lot more effective um obviously when we saw the Lakers game where he just bullied everyone in the middle um 
you know, he's, he's playing well. It's just good to see the market all just sort of reach back to where it was. It, even though he was an all, he was an all star last year, I think. You know, so it sounds like he 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 didn't drop off, but it just seems like he's sort of playing a lot better now. Um, in just in my opinion, I feel like the San Antonio Spurs, um, through Demar Derozan, just again look just doing what Spurs do, man. They're just doing what they usually do, but um. You know, I guess sort of, I guess, you know, talking about the team they defeated recently in the Dallas Mavericks, obviously in a defeat, it's hard to sort of, you know, be a, you know, super positive about it, but Luka Doncic still dropped 31 points, and I wrote down Luka, John, Luka Doncic's an animal, and I don't know how to really explain it, man, the guy is a god, this guy is legit, and it's good to see a European guy come into the NBA and daddy some of these fucking American guys that's just like... You know, because there's always this stigma, obviously, as myself, as an international, I guess, you know, in regards to NBA, as an international um, spectator, and, you know, people sort of clowning on the Aussies sometimes, or, you know, stuff like that. It's good to see an international guy come in and then just slap them. You know, obviously, there's Giannis, obviously, there's Simmons, and Bede, and now just Doncic, man, and everyone was shitting on Doncic, and I'm going to I'm gonna be maybe a bit explicit here, because... I hate when people shit on Doncic. They're like, "Oh, he was looking a bit tubby, and he was looking a bit tubby in the in in, in the preseason, you know, he had a bit flabby arms." Man, my guy could be fat for all I care. He could be obese, and he was still daddy all these guys in the three point line. This guy's a sniper. He's a sniper. He's a more mobile. He's a he's he's a more mobile Nikola Jokic. Think about it. He look, he's like Nikola Jokic. They're about the same size as well, like 6'9", 6'10". Except he can move. He can mobile. He can dribble the ball. He can drive into the lane. So everyone that's sort of on Nikola Jokic's dick right now, don't forget, Luka Doncic is him. But in a guard-like uh, position. And like three or four years younger. Three or four years younger. Let's not forget that. Let us not forget that. So, um... You know, Luka Doncic, man, he's really become the focal point of the Dallas Mavericks offense. Um, he's I, I don't know what he's averaging now. I could really I, you know, I'm not gonna look it up obviously because I'm not that type of stats guy. But I think he's a front runner for the NBA Rookie of the Year. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton's been putting up some monster numbers as well. We shouldn't really forget about that. And Jaren Jackson's been playing well. Um, I haven't really looked at Marvin Bagley because the Sacramento Kings are a non-factor. Really for me at all, so who cares about Sacramento Kings? Um, Trey Young, obviously, he had that really, really big game, and he actually beat Luka Doncic um, when the Hawks beat um, the Mavericks, so I guess maybe you could say Trey Young has won up on uh, Doncic, but, you know, Trey Young's been sort of up and down. Um, even in that game against Doncic, he sort of, he was like, what, one for eight before the fourth quarter or something like that, so he was being, he, he's really on and off, but. Obviously, he had that record-setting game where he dropped over 30 points and 10 assists, which, you know, really hadn't been done since, um, who was it, LeBron James and someone else. So, you know, he's, um, he's playing, he's, again, it's full of these rookie rows, and, you know, you shouldn't really much take, you shouldn't take much stock in these rookies yet. Obviously, he's really young in the season. We'll see how they mature and stuff like that. But, but that being said, if you want to take one person to note that Luka Doncic is an animal and he should... Oh, it's just an animal. An animal. God. God, he's just a beast. He's just a beast. Um, I guess talking about another beast, Zach Levine's a beast. He's playing well. 
He's trying to prove something. I don't know what. I don't know why this man's angry. He's always angry, man. This guy's all. He's always angry. Even when he got drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves, he was angry. This guy's. This guy's professionally angry. Yes, I said that. Yes, he is a professional angry guy. Professionally angry, but I think that anger is really driving him because the guy. Well, he had the. He had like five thirty-point games or something like that. The same as, you know, the only ever person to do that for the Chicago Bulls was Michael Jordan. And my man's looking like Michael Jordan. He's driving to the lane, finishing some acrobatic layups. He's dunking. He's shooting from the three. He's fade away. He's got, his offensive repertoire is just ridiculous. And, um, you know, it, it seems like now he's looking that he's underpaid. Obviously, coming off an ACL injury, four years, 80 million. You're Zach Levine, you know, you don't know if you could get injured again. You might as well take it. But, mate, the Bulls really got sort of a steal here. They really, really got a steal. Considering that the other person that sort of got signed for four years, 80 million, and Aaron Gordon is probably not playing nearly as well as Zach Levine. So, you know, if you're, if you're again, if you're, um, um, if, if you're uh, the um, Chicago Bulls, you should be very, very stoked with um, sort of the situation you're in right now. But, um, you know, the Bulls overall looking good, but I just want to mention Zach Levine again because he's just an animal. And he was always sort of one of my... He was my favorite Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves... It's ironic now how the Timberwolves are just like, um, you know, they want to get a starting shooting guard if they let go of Jimmy Butler, even though now they have a... They let go of a 30-point per game shooting guard. You know? How you going there, mate? How you going there, Tibbs? Hey, Tibbs, if you listen to this, mate, how you going? Because you done fucked up, man. You done fucked up. Because Zach Levine's a beast. Zach, Le- Zach Levine is a beast. And um, I think, again, you know, I, I guess I sort of already alluded to it earlier, you know, the whole Jimmy Butler situation in Minnesota. Um, obviously, you know, there's some other news surrounding him before that, but I will mention what he was able to do in the Lakers game. I watched the whole Lakers game, start to finish, and Jimmy Butler just... Just couldn't miss. He just couldn't miss. I don't know if he was if it was on one. If it was, you know in his bag, he might have been feeling himself a little bit. You know how he is sometimes. But um, but um, you know he he just he he's just like it it it's hard to it's disappointing because you know like he he talks about leadership and all this stuff and he sort of divided the lock not divided locker he's just sort of shat on the locker room he's sort of hated on all his players obviously before the season stopped and it's like he plays so well so well he's carried the team the guy literally went from getting booed at the first game to getting mvp chance in the same game but like he still just doesn't want to be part of your fans you're like how, how do you feel about the, being a minnesota timberwolves fans knowing that this guy at least he's carrying you to win so you're still getting that on your record or whatever but it's just like you know, this guy's, you know, he, this guy's so good. And he sort of, you know, he did what he's done mentally to Cat. I don't know what he did to Conte Towns. Maybe destroyed his psyche or whatever. But, like, the guy just, like, prior to the Lakers game, he just sucked. He couldn't play with Jimmy Butler. And and then as soon as Jimmy Butler gets rested or he, he was injured for the game or whatever, he drops, like, 30-something points. So it's like, I don't know if he's trying to, if he's sulking. And if he is sulking... Cat, grow the fuck up, bro. Grow the fuck up, dude. You're like, you got like a five-year, hundred and fifty-something million-dollar contract. I don't know what you get. You're getting paid billions, and obviously, 
you know, obviously money every, money isn't everything. Materialistic ideals is something that you shouldn't really follow and base your life on. I get that, man. I get that. But you're in a stable position. You're comfortable right now. And you're sulking about this guy trying to get the best out of you. Trying to get the best out of it. And even though my, I myself might disagree with Jimmy Butler and how he approached it, what the underlying thing that he was trying to do was to motivate you, Carlton Towns. And you go out there and you just act like a little bitch. That's all, that's all I could say, man. Like, like, you know, you, okay, you put some, you, you got fire in the Lakers game, man. But all the other flipping games, dude, you just did nothing. You're a baby. You, dude, you shot a three-point shot. You airballed it. And then you're asked to take yourself out of the game. Who, like, you're getting paid this much. And, again, it's not about money or anything like that. But this is how much they value you. This is how much the NBA values you, man. And for two years, for two years, consecutively, GNs picked you as the number one person to start a franchise with. And now you're not even on the list. You're not even in the top three, dude. You're not even mentioned. Not even mentioned. And that's coming off an all-star appearance and you're still not mentioned. I'm not trying to hate on you, dude. But don't whine. This is not a high school. This is not college. It's the NBA. And yeah. I don't know, who knows, this could go to Carlton Towns and he might come at me. I don't care. I don't care if you come at me at Carlton Towns because, because you still a coward, man. You're still a coward. Grow up. I don't know what he said. Maybe, maybe he damaged you psychologically. I don't know. If you're that weak mentally that you can't take that type of motivation, then you shouldn't be playing in the NBA, man. You're so gifted. You're so skillful, but have some fire about you, dog. Come on. Come on, man. Jeez, I don't know why I'm getting so angry right now. It's just like, it's just, it, it's just, like, it's just like, you're so good and it's just like, like, God. Come on, Conley Town. You know, you know, I'm just hating it. You, you know, I'm just angry because I love you. You know that. You know, like the, like the Eminem song at the end, it's like, you know, I'm just playing Diddy. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not really playing. I'm just saying like, you know, fucking grab your balls, man, and get out, get out there and maybe not attempt five threes. A game, you. I, I don't mind you shooting threes. Obviously, you're prolific, but like, bang in the middle, son. Especially when they go small, bang in the middle. Lamarcus Aldridge, bully ball them. Blake Griffin, bully ball them. Come on, cat. Come on. Um, geez, I gotta be here, but um, yeah. Obviously, Jimmy Butler <laughs> um had had a um. Was again circling the news uh, again in the trade circle, and it wasn't the Miami Heat, it wasn't like the Clippers, it wasn't who else was like Toronto was sort of miming in there. Um, it was the Houston Rockets, and geez, we could talk about the Houston Rockets as well. They've had a dismal, dismal start. Obviously, no, actually, maybe not dismal start, but not a start as you expected. They've lost a lot of games that they really should have won. Um, James Harden sort of. You know, he's, he's doing all right. Chris Paul, he's doing all right. And then Melo, jeez, man, Melo's really just lost it. He's really just lost it. But um, I guess sort of going back on the trade, um, the Houston Rockets reportedly offered four first-round picks, and that's the first time anyone's offered four first-round picks since the Brooklyn Nets traded four first-round picks for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. So... Um, you know, and the reason why they only they only uh submitted four first round picks is because that's the max, and that's four first round picks over seven years. So, um, you know, 
is Jimmy Butler worth first for fourth first four first round pick? Sorry, I don't know. I really don't know. I wouldn't say so personally because you're giving away your future for the now. And even if you have Jimmy Butler, you have Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, James Harden, Clint Capella, and let's just chuck in Melo as well in there. That could probably be the the closing five for them if if the trade happens. Does that beat the Does that beat the Warriors? Nah. Nah. The Warriors with DeMarcus Cousins? Definitely nah. Definitely nah. You're not beating anyone. So why give away your future? Obviously, people are going to be like, oh, you know, if they win, they're only, one, they're only one game away from winning. They're only one game, they're only one game away from making it to the, to the finals, and they would have beat the Cavs, blah, 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 blah. The Warriors have DeMarcus Cousins. They have Kevin Durant. They have Clay Thompson. They have Draymond Green, and they have Steph Curry. When Steph Curry dropped his insane, insane score against the Washington Wizards, Kevin Durant had 30, 30 plus points. The next game, or a couple games after, Kevin Durant drops 40-something on the New York Knicks. And then the next game after that, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson drops 50. Drops 50. Alright, just, just let, let that sit there for a minute, alright? Let that sit there for a minute. And you think... You think Melo's gonna guard anyone? You think Clint Capella can handle DeMarcus Cousins? You think Chris Paul is able to defend Steph Curry? No one can defend Steph Curry. Kevin Durant? That's a good night, mate. That's a good night. That's a good night. And you, th- you think James Harden's getting past Clay Thompson? Lockdown D? Lockdown D? And if he just got the Marcus Cousins in the middle. And don't forget, I haven't even mentioned Jamon Green. Defensive player of the year. Come on, Rockets. Don't be fooling yourselves here. Don't give away your future. Don't give away your future. So, you know, four, four first round picks. And not only that, the Timbers were audacious enough. Audacious enough to want Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker as well. Eric Gordon and PJ Tucker. Just disintegrating the type of depth that Houston Rockets have. And would the Houston Rockets do it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that might have been a bit of a bluff by someone. Maybe Woj was, you know, Woj or Shams. Like, shout out to Shams, man. We should shout out to Shams. The guy's like 25 years old and he's killing the NBA reporting game. Respect to that guy. I love you, Shams. But, um, you know, the Houston Rockets, man. Just look at the Brooklyn. Look what the Brooklyn Nets did. Look what the Brooklyn Nets did. They're still scarred. And it'll be forever scarred. They're so scarred that Jay-Z left ownership. He's like, you know what? I don't want to be associated with this team. I don't want to be associated with this team. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You know? Like the most exciting thing that's ever happened in the Barclays in the past couple of years was the Khabib Connor fight in the car park. In the car park. I don't know, not even the car but probably the loading dock, whatever you want to call it, mate. That's the only thing interesting happening in the Brooklyn Nets. Do you want that, Houston? Do you want that? Do you want an aging Chris Paul and an, and an overpaid Jimmy... No, an overpaid and aging Chris Paul. You have a Jimmy Butler on a new fat contract, but he's already in his 30s. You got James Harden, who he'll probably still be killing the game. Shout out to James. You just played Clint Capella, and you still can't get past the Warriors. 
And people are going to come out there and say, but Jordan, but Jordan, you know, what happened? you know, maybe Clay Thompson's going to leave, like you said, to the Lakers. Maybe Kevin Durant's going to leave to the New York Knicks. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe obviously, they can't resign DeMarcus Carlton. So, DeMarcus Carlton's only there for one year rental. So, maybe they can beat them next, next year. If we're talking about what ifs, then don't talk to me at all. I'm here about cold, hot, cold hard facts. And I'm not here to talk about what is because that that could be directly applied to the Houston Rockets. What happened if Chris Paul injured his hamstring again? What happens if Jimmy Butler shits in the whole locker room again and then no one in the Houston Rockets likes Jimmy Butler? Because it seems that Jimmy Butler likes drama. I admit that. Jimmy Butler likes to surround himself with drama. And we know how fiery Chris Paul is sometimes. We know how fiery Gerald Green can get sometimes. PJ Tucker sometimes. You know, so if you want to do that, Houston man, you can do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Obviously, the Timberwolves are not dumb enough to like. like I don't know why I said that. I should. I, I retract my previous statement. Obviously, the Timberwolves would do that. They got four first round picks, and potentially Eric Gordon. They get a shooting guard, a starting shooting guard. Wiggins can go back to a small forward position. And then you can leverage the first, the, the first, the first round picks for even more assets. You can try and get trade for other people. So it works out well for the Timberwolves, but Houston, really? And I guess probably their only moves are to do these type of interesting, elaborate, unorthodox trades. I, I, I get it. Your salary cap's fucked. It's fucked. But you're gonna end up like the Brooklyn Nets. Do you want to end up to the Brooklyn Nets? I, I'm a big proponent of history repeats itself. And what we've seen from the Brooklyn Nets will be repeated again. And if the Houston Rockets want to repeat that again, and they want to go into absolute oblivion for the next four, five, six years, then they can do it. They can do it. But... If they believe in the roster they have, think about that. If, if people use the excuse like they nearly beat, nearly beat the, nearly beat the Warriors, why can't they do that again with the same existing team they have? Oh wait, I know why. Because they got rid of Trevor Ariza, and Trevor Ariza was a focal part of the offense. They got rid of Ryan Anderson, who let's be honest, didn't really do much, but you know, just managed. They got Michael Carter Williams, who sucks. Michael Carter Williams. James Ennis, I love you, James Ennis, but man, have some more production. You know, you you know, you. I'm an NBL fan, NBL fanboy in the NBA for you guys. You know, you. You know, you, Terrence Ferguson, man, people like that. I love you, James Ennis, but man, come on, step up your game so none of these rumors have to actually see the day of light. Um, but yeah, jeez. <laughs> so sucks for the close there. Probably the more heated podcast is I uh, podcast I've really done, but maybe it's just a lot of just emotions, man. I don't know. I'm just it seems that the NBC is getting me a bit hyped. I'm getting a bit hyped. I'm getting a bit angry. I'm getting a bit passionate. Cause the regular season's been really good. It's been really really good. I know a lot of people sort of clown on the regular season, like oh, oh you know I don't need to watch till till whenever June or whatever. You know. Yeah, I don't need to watch till June when the NBA Finals on because it's going to be the Warriors and the Celtics or whatever. But, you know, the, the regular season has been super, super interesting. It's been super, super great to watch. And 
Anyone hasn't caught up with NBA, I'm not paid by the NBA. I wish I was, but I'm not paid by the NBA. I'm not paid by League Pass, ESPN, any of those guys. But definitely just catch some NBA games live. Just some, just watch them in full because it's really, really good to watch. And it's actually exciting, man. It's not boring at all. It is not boring at all. There's no none of these massive, real like, the, like especially when you're watching the good teams, and none of these big blowouts. Um, even though some teams have already started resting their players, like, like that would have sucked if you bought a ticket to the. Toronto um, box game because obviously Giannis and um, Kawhi Leonard both didn't play, which is you know obviously unfortunate. But you know sometimes that stuff's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, obviously if you didn't listen to the start of podcast and you just listened halfway through, which would be a bit weird, I'll be honest. And somehow you got to the end. Um, obviously I announced some things. Um, I'm going to Asia for six weeks, starting, uh, coming up soon, really soon, I mean a couple of days, so um, I'm looking to post some uh, podcasts and just some great stuff uh, when I'm in Asia, um, and that'll, that'll be on the Tuesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, but you know, this podcast and the NBA podcast alike um, will continue, um, but it'll be having a new change date on Saturday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So if you're American or UK, just think a couple hours or I, I, I just say a day before um, what I said it will it will come up to you guys. But I should I should predicate that I don't know how consistent I'll be able to be. So don't you know don't get angry at me if I miss a week maybe on the NBA podcast or something like that just because of the situation I'm in currently. Like if I'm traveling, maybe I'm like in transit, maybe I'm on an airplane or on a bus or something midway through. You know, so um you know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Definitely excited, man. Um, obviously, if you want to contact me further, you can find me on Twitter at 23ShotsOfJD or comparatively, you can email me at 23ShotsOfJD at gmail.com. Any questions, queries, things you want me to talk about, stuff like that. Um, just furthermore, um, definitely ch- obviously check out all the Asia stuff. If you want to follow me on Instagram as well, because I might be um, posting some stuff whilst I'm, I'm in Asia as well, you can find all of those links um, below in the bio section of whatever podcast player you listen to, iTunes, um, Podbean, Stitcher, um, anything like that as well. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, but, you know, like I said, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how the podcast progress, uh, how the, how the overall twenty three shots of JD show progresses in the next couple of weeks. But um, besides that, you know, 